What's up, what's up, what's up? It's Vegas, a.k.a. Mr. 702, live from the building, and we are about to go under the armor. Are you prepared? Preparation is the key to being able to capitalize on any opportunity. Opportunity in business, opportunity in life, opportunity in relationships. When you are prepared, you are confident and you are more focused because of steady, you focusing on what you need to get done in order to get to that objective. Now you're purely focused on the objective. How do you get prepared? For me, I get prepared as soon as I wake up. My mind goes into the mode of what do we want to accomplish today? My goal always is to be 1% better than what I was yesterday. So if it's a work day, I want to be 1% better manager, 1% better personal trainer, 1% better business person. If it's a creative day, I want to be 1% more creative, 1% more calm, more percent one more composed. So for me, my preparation starts as soon as I wake up. The way I stay prepared is throughout the day, I reassess what needs to be done. So I have one star, two star, and three star situations. A one star situation is something that I know needs to get done, but don't necessarily have to happen right now. Like if I don't complete this one star thing today, it's not going to change how my day is. Two star, now that might be something I want to get done, but I don't necessarily need to get done because I'm very ambitious. And so I'm going to try to do everything every day, every moment, every second. But now you got the three star. A three star situation is usually something that if it doesn't get done, it's going to lead to bigger problems. This could be financially. This could be time-wise. This could be with the relationship I have with the person. And so I try to segment what I want to accomplish in order of importance. And then I try to reassess what is most important in real time. Because just because something is important at 9 a.m., doesn't mean it has the same importance at 5 p.m. And so I'm always adjusting and I'm always being able to recalculate and recalibrate myself. I love being prepared. I love knowing what is going to happen. For me, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that I like to be in control. And the more control I have, the more confident I am, the more king I am, the more Vegas I am, the more just me I am. When I'm not prepared for something, it makes me feel a certain type of way, especially if it was due to my own negligence. If I wake up late for work, I am mad, not only because I woke up late, but I'm mad at myself because now I don't have time to prepare. I don't like rushing out the door to get to work. I really like being able to walk out comfortably. Oh, did I get this? Did I get that? Do I make sure I have this? Did I make sure I have that? Like a lot of that comes from 
just wanting to be in a relaxed state. I believe that for me, preparation helps me get into a relaxed state. And when I am in a relaxed state, I'm able to perform better than when I'm rushing and running. Being prepared also allows me to know that I have knowledge of the situation. And that helps me out a lot because the more you know, the better you can do. And so I'm able to obsess a situation with great detail because I have great background knowledge over it. Being prepared influences your chances. Being prepared influences your emotional well-being. Being prepared influences your confidence. So if you're not prepared today, you need to get prepared. The City Vault presents Adult Play Date, Adult Field Day, Back to School Edition. From the hours of 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. on November the 23rd, 2019. Come play Double Dutch. Let me see what your relay skills are like. And when's the last time you had a great game of tag? You can go ahead and register now on eventbrite.com and you can use the promo code APBJB2019 to receive $10 off of your ticket. Again, the promo code is APBJB209 to receive $10 off your ticket. Please come, invite a friend, make it a date. And make sure that even as adults, we have a lot of fun. Cologne. Man, I love cologne. Currently, I believe I have nine different smells that I rotate through throughout the week. Like, I might wear one cologne to start the day, take a shower, and decide that it's a different cologne that I need to be smelling like. My love of cologne comes from my grandpa, P. And when I tell you, this man is the smoothest man on the earth. Scholar, super intelligent. Bishop, super prophetic, super powerful, super influential, wise, beyond the years. I'm just now starting to understand some of the things he was trying to teach me when I was a young boy. And now that I am maturing and becoming an older man, I'm able to take those lessons and apply those to my life. My grandpa P is one of my greatest mentors. And he is the person that actually put me on to loving cologne. I remember being a kid and just looking at my grandpa's dresser and having all these different cool smells. Some of my favorite colognes actually come from trying to match his smell or that one's better, but I can find one that's even greater. And so Grandpa P is the reason why I wear so much and so many and so wide variety of colognes because I believe that a man is to look good, smell good, feel great, and perform like a king. Now, for me, I love wearing cologne that is not known in the market. 
I've been blessed to get two pretty cool new colognes. One comes from South America, and the other one actually comes from the local resources on one of the islands in Hawaii. I just feel like they're super amazing. That these places would even create such a wonderful smell that kind of embodies that native land. So for me personally, I just love the fact that I'm able to wear these smells. Um, I also love it because these are not smells you can get on the market. One thing that really strokes my ego personally is when somebody's like, dang, you smell good. What do you have on? And for me, I can be like, well, I have on such and such. And they're like, I never even heard of it. That I never even heard of it makes me feel so good because it makes me feel like my cologne is a uniqueness all into itself, which helps me and my little ego feel like my style is unique in itself. Um, sometimes I wear heavier muskets scents when I'm out and about, like when I'm going to places that's going to have smells of food or smells of smoke compared to sometimes I wear lighter scents, which I like to call spring or summer scents that are full of citrus and they're very light and soft. So get some cologne, get some perfume, look good, smell good, feel great, perform excellent. Anybody that has ever played sports has heard their coach tell them, there's no I in team. That is true. And the older and the more experience I get on this earth, I now can tell you that I believe that the team around you has so much impact and influence on your own personal success that the team around you and their capabilities are just as important if not more important than your own personal skills and capability. When you look at a great team like the Patriots of the NFL or the U.S. women's soccer team or the Warriors before this season when they got all these injuries, structure. The Patriots move almost like robots. And a lot of people don't like their non-emotional way that they treat the game of football. But when you look at their structure, it is amazing. You look at a company like Amazon. You look at a company like Google. All these companies have these amazing infrastructures that they have created. And so it's almost like plug and play. So while your team is important and has great influence over your own personal success, the structure that you create for your team allows your team to A, know their limits and know their boundaries, but also allows them to thrive without being so micromanaged. I know myself, I hate being micromanaged. So if you ever put me on your team, don't micromanage me. And I really don't like micromanaging my team. 
And so I like to put SOPs in place. I like to put best practice in place. And I also like to empower those around me to make real-time decisions on the fly because they should know me well enough to know what I will allow and what I won't allow. I believe that when you create a structure for a team, they're able to be more calm and more prepared. And we know from preparation that when you are prepared, you're going to feel more confident. But when your team is prepared, oh, man, so many great things can be done. I think when you look at an artist like Beyonce or an artist like, you know, even Prince, the late great Prince, those people around him that helped him get to his stratosphere of stardom are people that deserve equal praise for their ability to keep this artist focused, their ability to keep this artist accountable, their ability to keep this person on the right path. A great example of this is Tony Robinson, who is a great motivational speaker. But Tony Robinson don't worry about his flights. No, he has a coordinator that makes sure he gets to each city and state that he needs to go. So his only focus is on performing and delivering a once-in-a-lifetime experience at these events that he's getting paid to speak at. Remember, no matter if you are the star of the team or if you are the role player, your role is so important. So no matter what you do, just make sure, A, you have a great team around you because that's going to help you get way more accomplished than if you were to do it by yourself. And B, if you're part of a team, that you give 110% when you're in that space because you never know how your greatness might affect the overall team greatness. Remember that a great player is never better than a great team. You can have the Kobe Bryant of sales, but if it's not other great salesmen around, A, you're going to be dependent on that person because that person is doing so great. And B, if you don't train your team up to meet his standard, if that salesperson was to leave, your whole company will be in disarray. Remember, team, structure, team, structure, team structure slow down black man slow down so on friday i was blessed with one of the most amazing embarrassing moments in my life on my way home from just completing this most devastating explosive workout i mean i was doing standing high jumps, I was doing sled pulls, I was doing a little bit of everything. I run out of gas on the highway, have to get off the highway and figure out the location of the nearest gas station. Long story short, my car didn't make it. Of course, I was out of gas. And so I had to end up walking 0.6 miles to the gas station which was hell anyway, because my legs were hurting, my hamstrings were hurting, my back was hurting, my glutes were hurting, everything was just screaming, you just finished your workout. However, I proceeded to the location, 
and spent $12.74 on $2.50 gas because I had to buy the gas, which was one gallon, and I had to buy the container. And then I had to walk all the way back to my truck, put the gas into my truck, and then drive my truck back to the gas station that I just walked 1.2 miles there and back put another $68 in my gas tank so I could fill up my truck. And this is all while being under the pressure of being late because I had to get my hair cut and I needed to get ready for that at the same time. One of my biggest things I've been preaching to myself and to those around me is just help me slow down. I have that type A personality where I'm go, 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 move, 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 move. But I need to breathe, breathe, breathe. And being a type A entrepreneur can be dangerous because you literally feel in your soul that as long as I'm breathing, I should be working. I wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning sometimes and work. I wake up in the middle of the night and I am so tempted to get work done that I have to tell myself, like, no, you need to lay down because if you don't rest, then you're not going to be able to do the work that you need to do. And so it is so hard to slow down because accomplishing things for me is so addictive. Right now in my personal life, I am the gym manager at Anytime Fitness in Clinton. I'm trying to get my podcast under the armor to be something that is just very consistent. I want to do some modeling, not only with fitness, but in fashion. I even might want to do something as like media, as like a music video or something just recording art and creativity. On top of that, now I'm doing business consulting because, yeah, I have a master's in business, so I might as well use it when, you know, consulting businesses and seeing how I can help other businesses be able to make more profit or to be able to help and recover their company. And so, long story short, I do the most. And each and every day, I'm happy, so happy that I even have the ambition and the drive and the desire to do the most. But there's a dark side to it that if I don't slow down and then if I don't focus and if I don't breathe sometimes, that I can end up running myself rampant. A lot of times, and this is not something to brag about, but I usually use my eyes until they hurt. Um, I spend a lot of time looking at a screen, and so by the time my day has ended, a lot of times I'm going to bed not because I'm tired, but because my eyes hurt, my body hurt, I didn't eat as much as I was supposed to, and I'm just exhausted. And my body is like, yo, if you don't shut down, I'm not going to work with you tomorrow. So if you know me, if you know yourself, If you know somebody, just encourage them to slow down. One of the biggest things I tell myself now is whatever you don't get done today can be done tomorrow. And I think that's helping me have calmness and be more relaxed. What is your love language? Words of affirmation. Physical touch. Receiving gifts. Quality time. Acts of service. Now, unless you've been hiding somewhere under a rock, no, I'm just playing. Let me tell you about this great book, The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. I encourage you to read it 
three times. He also has a whole new line of love language books for men and women and couples and even children. But that's neither here nor there. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. If your love language is words of affirmation, and I'm trying to show you love with gifts, it might be accepted, but it's not going to be received as well as if I show you love with words of affirmation. And what does that look like? That means that I'm being encouraging, that I am affirming, and that I am communicating my appreciation of you as a person and of you as a being, and that I'm also listening actively, something that I am working on each and every day. The way I can perform this action is to send a text message or to write a note or to send a card to your job, just you know, thanking you and, and being Grateful that you are even who you are, being grateful that you helped me out in a certain way. What I have to be careful about is making those deconstructive remarks, being hypercritical and not understanding that words hurt you more than others. So I just can't tell it how it is. If I understand that that's your love language, And I want to show you love and show you care and show you respect and show you that I understand who you are and what you are. Then I need to speak your language. What am I? I believe that I'm a hybrid because I believe that each love language is important to me in a different way. My number one love language is physical touch. I'm a kinetic learner. I love touching. I love movement. I love nonverbal things. I love energy and I love body language. And so like just being around and touching and playing and just doing all those things make me feel love. Um, But what I'm also noticing as I become more human is that words of affirmation do mean a lot to me because I don't really even think that I was seeking them and maybe me trying to program myself to avoid them actually made me seek them more. But in this new realm of life that I am, I really, really, really like, I really enjoy when somebody tells me like, Man, thank you for doing that. Or, man, I see what you're doing. Or just encouragement. I think that I'm at a place in my life because I'm trying to be vulnerable and because I'm trying to be so open and because I'm trying to be so transparent that words of affirmation are very, very big for me. Another thing that's big for me is acts of service. Because to me, when you sacrifice time, It's such a powerful way to show somebody you care when you take time out your day to call or text or to show that you're caring about a person. It's such an important thing. And so what I challenge you to do is not only to discover your own love language, but to try to understand the love languages of those around you and then going next level 
display love and care to them the way that they can receive it best. Just because you show somebody love is not the best way to show them love because we all receive love in a different way. Remember, to be more real, be more human, be more honest. Catch me next time as we continue to go under the armor.